0: Those of you who have been listening to these airwaves for the past 15 years uh, have heard my voice on and off different times of the week, even different times of the morning. Uh, so I appreciate everybody who has listened, even back during, geez, what was that, 2006, 2007 with the Saturday session days, if you remember those. Um, but you've also followed along with me as my career's developed to not just being a talk show host, but also going out and covering news events and turning out news for a statewide audience. And I'll tell you, over the past 15 years, one of the major things that I've seen is a an ebb and flow and even more of a decline in the number of news outlets that are covering things and not just giving superficial coverage. I'm talking in-depth analysis and understanding of what's going on with your government and your tax dollars. Uh, so uh, joining us to talk about this, and I'm really excited, uh, we've got Rick Sanchez. He is the co-founder and CEO of Agua Media. Uh, we'll hear a little bit about what that's all about. But Rick, thanks for taking time with us. Uh, for People uh, who know your name, uh, give us that background of uh, who you are and where you come from and, and why you're the guy to talk about uh, the, the current landscape of news media. Good morning.
1: Well, I was the first and only uh, Latino anchor at uh, the uh, national level, at least. I did a show called Rick's List on uh, CNN until they summarily fired me. Um, it uh, One of the things I think that's interesting about my experience is that i I worked at CNN, I, was, I had a show on CNN, I had a show on NBC, I had a show on Fox, uh, I've worked on uh, Univision uh, in Spanish, uh, and I've worked at iHeart Radio. So I basically worked in radio in both languages. I've worked uh, at uh, CNN, Fox, uh, and NBC, or MSNBC. So uh, it's, it's pretty much a, um, a rich background in uh, covering the news in the United States. And I, what I, what I think what that gives me is, a very full-throated experiential knowledge of what uh, this uh, business of uh, broadcast news is all about which is why uh, lately a lot of people have been calling me to speak on it.
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about it, because as I said, I mean, even when it comes to the local stuff, we do a segment here every Wednesday called the Council Roundup. I wake up super-duper early at 3 o'clock in the morning. I listen to the local Springfield City Council meeting. I digest it. I pull up clips. We air it literally the next morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. And that's where a lot of people get their news about the Springfield City Council, because... It's not even being reported on in the paper until days later. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me a bit about what you've seen across the country when it comes to news coverage of these crucial things that are happening right in people's backyards, let alone uh, the ability to cover what's happening nationally or internationally.
1: Well, thank God for you, Greg. Seriously. I mean, you know, you're providing a service that needs to be provided and unfortunately is just going away in the United States. And the reason it's going away is because the media has become more and more concentrated. So, it used to be that, uh, let's say somebody in Springfield, somebody who had a couple of extra shekels in his pocket would go out and say, you know what, I want to be a part of this community. I'm going to buy the local newspaper or this radio station or this local TV station. And it's part of my community. I live here. I hit those bumps on the road. I pay taxes here. So I'm going to have an interest, right, a dog in this fight of what happens in Springfield. Well, hell, man, that's gone away. Why? Because all the media now is owned by very few people. So you've got, you know, maybe one or two companies that own the vast majority of local television stations in the United States. The television stations that you wake up and listen to now in the morning in Springfield or wherever the heck you may be living right now as you're listening to this, uh, to this conversation, It's not owned by anybody who has your interests or is close to you. It's owned by some some firm or maybe even a a group of uh, a hedge fund (laughs) somewhere. So what happens is because more and more of the media is owned by very few people, two things happen. First of all, the news is not your news. It's their news. It's easier for them to influence it, and as a result, the stories aren't being told that need to be told for the people of uh, of those particular communities and that's kind of a poison to our business because we should be we are in the business of putting out information putting out the information that people should care about and under this model that we have right now They're not going to be getting it And it's getting worse every day, man, I'm sorry to
0: say We're talking with Rick Sanchez He is uh, formerly of a whole bunch of different media outlets CNN, Fox, and so on Uh, And he is the uh, co-founder and CEO of Agua Media We'll talk about that briefly here in a moment Uh, But what's the saving grace here? What's, What's the salvation that's going to lift us out of all of this?
1: Well, listen, um, I was lucky enough recently. I, I, this is an interesting story because this maybe is, talks to the power of what we can all do as human beings when we care about things. After CNN fired me, I was fortunate enough to say, okay, you don't want me to work here. I'll go do something else. So I got together with some buddies in uh, South Florida. They were doctors, and we started a health company called Cano Health. Cano Health is now a $4.4 billion company and we took the company public. So um, I've got a couple of you know dollars in my pocket and I decided I'm not gonna retire. What I want to do is get back into the business that I love and adore. I think sharing stories, gathering information, and telling the truth is the most important thing we have institutionally in the United States. And if we lose that, we lose our democracy. But I also know that old media is not working for the reasons that you and I just discussed. So I'm going to take my money and the money of some of the partners who founded Cano Health, and we're starting something in new media. I think the future is in podcasting. I think the future is in streaming. So we're creating Agua Media So we can tell the stories that need to be told with truths that otherwise wouldn't be told because corporations who own the CNNs of the world and the NBCs of the world and the Fox News of the world and the New York Times of the world don't let you hear those truths because they're too big and too concentrated. But new media... We can tell those stories, and that, my friend Greg, is where things are going to answer your question.
0: Again, talking with Rick Sanchez, uh, he's been in the media game for a long time in the news business, seeing how news is made behind the scenes and also seeing the corporations continue to consolidate. Uh, it's always staggering to see, like, you know, most of the major corporate media is owned by, like, maybe six corporations or something like that. You know, We do have sprinkled yeah. all across the country uh, organizations like Midwest Family Broadcasting, which owns this, this radio station. You know, they want to keep it live and local, uh, especially during the times people are in their cars driving to work so they can be plugged into what's going on. So those are those companies yeah, until are still some there.
1: Yeah, until some hedge fund comes along and gives them a really big check, which they just cannot avoid taking. I don't and know. The I, I don't know if that will
0: happen. <laughs> we, we shall see. Um, but, Rick, uh, I do want to talk about, you know, uh, just briefly here, you, you got social media that's at play. You've got the, the Twitters of the world. You've got the Facebooks of the world. We've seen just in the past two years – Pretty incredible face, just about faces and flip flops when it comes to what information is credible and what information is allowed on a, on the network. Um, for instance, that Hunter Biden laptop story before the election in 2020. That's just one of many, let alone all the, the COVID-19 stuff that's out there as well, whether it's misinformation or not. Uh, is that a problem when looking at what, you know, YouTubers or, or podcasters or uh, other different types of new media are involved here?
1: Well, I think part of that is what happens when you create a vacuum, right? The fact that, A, media is not stepping up to the plate and really doing its job appropriately. Media has become siloed, where you have a, a, a conservative silo and you have a liberal silo. Uh, so, you know, you have MSNBC uh, every night flipping over backwards to just do stories to hurt Donald Trump because that's basically their mo. Now you have Fox News doing everything possible to hurt uh, Joe Biden, because that's their MO. But it's not supposed to be about who we wanna hurt or who we're gonna target. It's supposed to be, what the hell is the news? (laughs) It's not about Biden and it's not about Trump. It's about our country. But unfortunately, they've kind of relinquished that role. So in the process of relinquishing that role, the vacuum is created and the vacuum starts to get filled. Uh, And people, as a result, start mistrusting uh, what is going on in the news. They start seeing the news as just another entity of government in many ways. I mean, look at this Jen Psaki story. Jen Psaki is going from being the spokesperson for the president of the United States to being the news person at MSNBC. How in the hell can we allow that to happen and not call that state news? If tomorrow Putin announced that his secretary or his spokesperson— is about to become, according to him, anointed into the position of the anchor woman or the anchor man of all of Russian television, what would people say? Yeah. We would laugh at that and say, can you imagine how backward? And yet we do the same thing here all the time. Well, and so it's not—it's not just on a national—it's
0: not just on a national level uh, level work. I've seen it locally as well. I've seen uh, young journalists that stay with uh, an outfit for a spell, and then they go off and be a spokesperson for uh, you know the Senate staff or the, the the Illinois House staff or whatever it may be. So it happens even on a local and level. As bad,
1: and, and you know what, Greg? As bad as that is, you know what's worse when they go back.
0: <laughs> right. like, yeah, going the, from the dark side so back to, to the me. other side. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Rick yeah, Sanchez, well, real quick, we've you. got just a minute left. Tell me about Agua Media.
1: Well, Agua Media is an opportunity for a group of people, a cohort, which is right now, you know, Latinos in the United States are the third fastest growing GDP in the world, only behind China and India. We're a fifth of the population of the United States, and we don't have an outlet or an entity. I think because of of those numbers and those metrics, it's high time that there is an outlet to be able to tell the very American stories of who Latinos in the United States are. Eighty percent of Latinos are American citizens, and somehow we think they're all sitting around watching Telemundo and Univision. We are not. So that's kind of what we're going to do. But in the end, they're just going to be stories, American stories told through a Latino perspective
0: rick sanchez uh i wish we had time to talk more about uh your uh, war correspondence days because we know that uh, in war truth is the first casualty and uh, getting your perspective on how exactly you manage that while being on the ground i think is fascinating but we are out of time right now hopefully we can uh, uh touch base with you again in the future
1: you are a delight to talk to greg uh, thanks for the hustle thanks for being a good guy and a good journalist and Your community appreciates you, man.
0: I appreciate that, uh, and uh, I appreciate you for joining us.